Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, the founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We are emotioneering human performance, not engineering it. In season one, we talked about emotioneering the modern mindset and really about those people skills and the expression and the communication. In season two that we're in now, we're going to have topics center around everything to do with emotioneering business results. And that's going to cover creating great places to work, increasing profits, human capital, the people, getting record-breaking results, and world-class employee engagement. I'm going to be interviewing guests that I know are absolute experts in this area, and will be able to share their knowledge, share their learnings on the journey with you and myself. And I'm really looking forward to getting in to all things emotioneering with them. Remember to subscribe to YouTube, to the Facebook page, to Instagram, LinkedIn, and of course, you can go to the website, modernmindgroup.co.uk, and you'll get our monthly newsletter there. Enjoy the show. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the great resignation. So in the world at the moment, and in the year 2021, We've seen more resignations than there has ever been. So on average, a workplace will have retention rates of around about 10%. So 10% of people will leave um, and, you know, 90% of the staff will be retained. That's an average. Of course, if it's not a great place to work, this can be more. Uh, It can be less when you've got an extremely strong team at times or there isn't any accountability because also that comes into a factor but actually it is way above that at the moment it is actually way over double so what has been happening well Randstad did a survey on 6,000 workers this year and what they found was that 69% of people said they were confident that they would find something else soon and that 24% of people plan to change within the next three to six months. So if we look just at that 24%, that is, again, that's sort of um, one and a half times that 10% average rate. So it is extremely high. Recently, I was on the Coffee with Rhonda show. Rhonda's absolutely fantastic. And she talks about leading above the grind. And this show with Roz, with Rhonda, Uh, where I was invited to talk, we really dug into this topic. And you can find the link for that on our newsletter. So if you did have that for last month, you'll be able to go back and find it. But I've also referenced that um, on the LinkedIn page that we have. And also on our Facebook page, there has been a share there as well. So you can go and find that or just look up Coffee with Rhonda show and you'll be able to, to, to go and see it. So basically, why is it happening? Well, Les Brown, in one of his talks, and you can find this on his Instagram page, says, because people had time to think. People stopped the day to day. When lockdown happened, when people had more time, when they couldn't do the do, they had time to think. And therefore, they started thinking about what they're doing with their lives, where they're going, the organization that they worked for. They watched how the organization approached the certain circumstances that came up. And therefore decided, actually, could there be something better for me? Well, the BBC work-life article uh, within the UK actually says that there's two key camps 
uh, that people fall into. Uh, one is that they want better, feel they deserve better. They want to go from good to great. And then the second camp actually talks about survival. Really, it was about toxic, unhappy workplaces where they actually wanted to, to move on to a better place because otherwise they weren't going to survive. It was affecting their physical health. It was affecting their mental health. And recently there has been in the media a story about 700 people that were fired on a Zoom call or a video call. 700 people were fired over a video call. Now, if that doesn't scream untoxic, sorry, if that doesn't scream toxic, unhealthy work work culture to you, uh, it certainly does to me. Because if businesses are willing to make convenient decisions like that, and it was convenient, it's it's much more convenient, of course it is, to turn up for an hour and to tell everybody um, all at the same time. Of course it is. However, the value that they place on those relationships, the continued success of those individuals, the mindset of those individuals, Um, And the fact that that kind of one to one time wasn't designated to those people really goes to show how little the people were valued. And the fact that there were convenience decisions that were made throughout the business, which could have been potentially uh, towards the demise. This was in the property sector. Um, I'm sure many people have got different uh, thoughts on that to me. And the fact that I place people above all else, ultimately, this is why I do this podcast, talking about emotioneering business results through team success, right? The way we treat people is the way we do everything. It sets the culture, it sets the tone. So things like that, people had time to think about. They had time to think about the conversations that were happening, the way that leadership were behaving. And I also think that there's a certain percentage of people that went, you know what? I've got an opportunity here. I've been wanting to do this for a long time and I'm going to now set up my side hustle. I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to give it a go. I'm not in love with what I'm doing. I have one life. What am I going to do with it? So there's also that side of it. And there's um, some great people out there that are talking about how many people could potentially be entrepreneurs uh, by the year 2030. So look at those stats. They are quite fascinating. But coming back to the great resignation, right, this is happening. We can't ignore it. It is something that is going on in the workplace. And it's also um, so challenging for you. The You know, if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, a business leader, it's more challenging because the higher the turnover, the more time you've got to put into training, the more time you've got to put into coaching. It changes the culture every time you bring in a new person. If you understand the forming, storming, Norman performing model. (laughs) I have to always go slow when I say that. If you understand that model, you know that when one person changes, the whole thing starts again. Uh, It it can be more intense at times. It can be less intense, depends on the team, but the whole model starts again. So understanding that piece um, is really key to getting it back to a performing state. That being said, it's it's often uncharted water that a lot of businesses have had to handle as well. But it also could be a little bit of a wake up call. Right. So it, it, let me talk about this. Let's let's look at it this way. Instead of it being the great resignation, what if we talk about 
the great opportunity, a great opportunity for workplaces to look at, well, hang on a minute, why are they leaving? What has historically not been working? What are we archaic in, in terms of our processes, in terms of our procedures? What could we actually do about it? And yes, like it says on my top, nevertheless, she persisted. She persisted to help the people understand that you can make change, to challenge the status quo, not to just take a because we've always done it like that approach. Ask yourself, what could we do better to keep the people that we have? Or if you're, you know, you might be listening to this, you might be a mid-level manager um, or even an employee and an employee start to have the conversations. So here's some things on ways to improve retention for you right now. Number one, leaders developing and using coaching skills rather than directing, because I, I went on to Clubhouse to talk about this and I actually ran this workshop where we had a discussion about it and there were some fantastic people that contributed to the conversation. And that was one thing that came up, absolutely. Rather than saying what to do, to have a coaching conversation and to actually invest the time in that person's individual development and skill set, without a doubt. I'm a coach. I will always continue to be a coach. And in that um, way of leading teams, you really can bring about better results, better results for them as individuals, as well as better results for the team. Heart-centered leadership, where is the heart? Where is the empathy? Where is the compassion? I talked about that 700 people being fired on a Zoom call. Where is the empathy and where is the compassion there? Ask yourself, check your humanity at the door. Uh, someone also said in the clubhouse room, check your humanity at the door. Where is it? What is, what is the pulse? What is the empathy here in this current situation? Get them involved, right? Get them involved ask them what can be improved what they would like to see what they want like maybe what they want they don't feel the opportunity is within the business for them that's also okay but you've got to understand it so find out what it is um are you doing leaving interviews are you finding out exactly why these people are going or you're just going off oh, do you know what let, let them go we'll we'll find another way or are you actually finding out tell me the truth tell me what is going on um show appreciation oh first and foremost we don't tell people that we appreciate them enough I am quite appreciative and very grateful I even challenge myself at times because maybe I'm just doing that with the people that I spend the most amount of time with it was easier for and I don't allow um, myself or, or take that time to reflect on how I could be a little bit more appreciative to everybody that supports the organization or supports the structure. So ask yourself that just because you're thinking it doesn't mean you're verbalizing it or showing it. So find a better way to show that appreciation for your team members, for your employees, right? It's vitally, vitally important. I have a, a new teammate, Morgan. She's absolutely fantastic. This is her first ever job. But Morgan has now done 10 articles that did not exist before Morgan came along that have been put onto the website and Morgan has been able to rank number one on Google uh, with one of those you know she's never had this training before I am super appreciative we don't have a big team internally at Modern Mind Group yet I will say that yet <laughs> so I took to, to public relations I took to PR about it why 
because that girl deserves the rest, the recognition, the public recognition and appreciation for what she is doing when she has never done it before and is having success. So ask yourself, what public recognition, whether it's internally in the team or externally, have you given your team members? Even in the last month, check the pulse on it. And then lastly, and you've got to be a little bit vulnerable about this. I'm I'm saying lastly on this podcast, there's so many things that that we can do, but these are the key ones that came up in the Clubhouse discussion, that came up on the call with Rhonda and Roz when we were on um, the Coffee with Rhonda show. These are the top ones, and these are the ones that I talk to people about the most. But there's, of course, there's many things from the Emotioneer and Business Blueprint that work towards moving these forward. But these are the key ones. But the last one, and the one that requires the most vulnerability in the workplace the one that requires the most vulnerability is asking them what they want what is broken and what you can do to fix it it's a challenging point when you have all of this uh, negativity when you feel like oh my gosh they're telling me everything that's wrong the things that they're unhappy with when you open that gate allow that to happen allow it to sit The worst thing that can happen is not them communicating that they're unhappy. It's that you do nothing with the information. That is it. If you do nothing with the information that the team give you regarding this amazing, valuable information that they are now giving you, they are literally giving you the keys to the vault. They are telling you how to make change because they're expressing what they're not comfortable with. So we have an opportunity to educate and to help them be more comfortable with certain situations. We have an opportunity to change those circumstances for people. So what are you going to do about it? That's my question. Allow that information to come in, write it all down, have it somewhere and turn to your senior leadership team and say, "Okay, so what are we going to do about this? How do we go into another year, another month and be better at what we are doing for our team internally? Because the way you make your people feel will be an absolutely success indicator of how your business does versus your competitors. I can guarantee you that. Absolutely guarantee you that. So, yes, the great opportunity versus the great uh, resignation. Think about it take a moment, reflect, what can we do better? And to do that, I also want to touch on the four big human needs. And I've talked about them before, but I really want to sort of hone in on this. The four big human needs are to feel safe, to belong, to feel in control, and to be valued. That is what they are. So if we think about that, and we think about, well, how am I helping my people belong? How am I helping them feel safe? How am I helping them take control? How am I helping them to feel valued? Right. So let's take the top one, feeling safe. Here's the key. Build trust and relationships. Absolutely. That's it. It's about building trust and relationships. You know, if it's a a physical safety aspect, then there's lots of things that you've got to do, you know, a factory, uh, manufacturers, all of these things to, to ensure that your people are safe, you know, the safety of the building that they work in, um, you know, the, the procedures and the protocols when things happen, right? Again, comes down to trust and relationships. To belong. 
is all about relationships and teamwork. If your people don't feel like they gel together as a team, if they're feeling that there's some disparity, if uh, half the team are connected and the other half are connected and they don't end up mixing together, there's going to be a challenge with making people feel like they belong. Okay, and and if people are feeling isolated, discriminated against um, all of these things from the protected characteristics, you really want to dig into that. How can we improve the teamwork, make them feel like they belong by increasing those relationships? It's not just about the work that we do. It's about who we are as individuals and coming together and connecting on that. So, yeah, so that's how we can we can fix that one to feel in control to feel in control is really about autonomy and flexibility Uh, I turned to one of my team members the other day and I said what do you love the most about working at the modern mind group and the role that you do and they said the flexibility to decide what I do on my schedule what I work on even though I know what the result has to be by the end of the week by the end of the month So I get the choice. Do I do it now or do I do that later? And the way that I operate is the flexibility. I then ask the question, what is one thing that you would not change about your role and working within the Modern Mind Group? And the question was the flexibility and the autonomy to make decisions. Allow people to make decisions. Focus on the result. You can guide them with a path. You can say, here's here's a framework. Here's a framework that we use that you know, gives us a pretty successful result at the moment. I'm not saying it can't be improved. It has given success in some shape or fashion. So here's a path for you. Here's here's what it looks like. Here's the framework. Do, do what you can. Follow the framework. Adapt slightly the framework. Ultimately, the result is key. What it's going to bring at the end of it. It's bringing about the same result and you're able to adapt and deviate off the path. Fantastic. <laughs> Let me know what we can do to improve this. So, that that's about feeling in control, giving them that autonomy, helping them feel empowered to what they do. And then to feel valued. And I talked about it earlier and I'm going to say it again. Appreciation, 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 appreciation. Just because you're thinking it doesn't mean it's being communicated. And remember, thank you doesn't necessarily um, or it, it, it could mean that they feel like you're doing it. They're doing it for you when actually it's Wow you are doing this and this is going to help your career. This is fantastic, right? That type of recognition and appreciation as well. Thank you. Grateful. This is really helping other people. So how can we bring that communication more into what we do? I really hope this episode has given you some food for thought in terms of the great resignation. Remember, it is a great opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Emotion Earring podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. (laughs) Have a great day and ciao for now.